MrMikeWrestle.com, that's MrMikeWrestle.dot.com, and uh, send us your uh, crazy will ideas that you want, the like all the things you're gonna make your family do and suffer through after you're dead and you don't bother with them anymore. God damn it, Steve! Not to come up with a new one at the end. Yeah, well, I'm no, sure. Could be. And what ethnic minority will you tell your son to stay away from? <laughs> Yeah, well, I was you gonna, know what? I was going to say that, but now it's gone. That's gone uh, too. You guys are taking all the good ones right now. <laughs> well, maybe we should get into it then, because lo and behold, the song that we're talking about today is called "Sun Don't Go Near the Indians." Uh, on this week's episode of the Song Topsy Report, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I am your host, Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell, and I'm pre-cringing Steve Trollinger. <laughs> Why are you pre-cringing? Why are you cringing? I will find out today. Are you worried that a uh, song from the early 60s titled Sun Don't Go Near the Indians might have some questionable material? I'm not worried about that so much as I'm worried about one person at this table's reactions to said song. Let's call him Schmike Schmarschel. (laughs) I don't know why you could possibly be worried, I don't know, considering that the last time that one of the last times you and I were at this table, apparently you were unable to utilize the concept of suicide in a responsible manner. Listen, you know, I'm just trying to look at things from all different angles. And I'm That's tired the- of you telling me to listen. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to listen anymore. I've never listened a day in my life, and no matter how many times you tell me, I won't start now. <laughs> you keep entreating us to listen to you, and every time we do, we're poor for it. But speaking of people listening to us, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you so much for joining us. And Go if you away. have listened before, <laughs> first off, we apologize for no episode last week. There was a lot happening. But if you have listened prior, uh, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts if you have not done so already. Yeah, five really stars, it. preferably, yo. Come on. Let's see it. No, five stars are nothing. Give us no... Give us no <laughs> one or five. That's it. No, not even one anymore. You know what? If it's not great, then don't say anything. If you don't have anything nice to say, that's a problem with the internet. If you don't have anything nice to say... Say it on Twitter. Yeah, say it go on Twitter. <laughs> There's Twitter for that. Apple Podcast is not where that crap goes. <laughs> but guys, uh, Thanksgiving is rapidly approaching. It's early this month. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. You know what I'm thankful for, guys? What are you thankful for? I'm thankful for shitty music because, you know, without it, where would we? We wouldn't be here today. No, but we I would be doing other that. things. Would we, though, Steve? I don't know. Together, Steve? What would you be doing right now, this morning, that we're recording right now, if not talking about bad music? Oh, anything enjoyable? (laughs) (laughs) But no, uh, considering Thanksgiving was coming up, this song that we're talking about today was actually suggested by my dad. So I have to shout out my father. Papa Bruce! Senor Brigadier. (laughs) Who remembers this song, like, Around when it actually came out, because this song was actually like a hit song back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> and when you hear a little bit of it, it's hard to understand how it could not be. Uh, here's just a little bit of uh, "Sun Don't Go Near the Indians" by Rex Allen. Sun don't go near the Indians, please stay away. Sun don't go near the Indians, please do what I say. Uh, I, feel, I feel like I'm in Fallout. <laughs> Yo, right? That does fit right in. 
With Fallout Radio. Oh, you know, I like songs with a moral to them and one that is very easy to understand. I am going to go through this entire episode assuming that he means the Cleveland Indians. You know, it occurred to me that I feel like uh, Democrats now are trying to become especially like progressive and leaning left. I think this song could be their anthem. <laughs> yeah, because you know, there maybe it's it could be it could be their anthem for trying to help people avoid a uh, cultural appropriation. You know, don't go near the Indians. You yes, know, leave if you're, their, in, a, if you're in a Halloween store <laughs> and you see a uh, Pocahontas costume, you stay away from that. You stay away from that. So, well, but, <laughs> well, thanks to the United States government, gentlemen, we never have to worry about getting near any Indians. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, Sun Don't Go Near the Indians was performed by Rex Allen, who was an American film and television actor, singer, and songwriter. He was known as the Arizona Cowboy. And white man. And, yes. and, and I'm, That's a shot in the dark, by the way. I've yeah. never seen a picture of him, assuming white man. Other than this giant screenshot we have of oh, the yeah. video that oh, we're yeah. doing. He's got oh he's got his little bandana he's got his cowboy hat he's got his thumb in his belt thumbs in his belt Roy Rogers light yep. <laughs> uh, he was also the narrator of many Disney nature and Western productions including Davy Crockett no not Davy Crockett but he did narrate uh, the Incredible Journey the original one you know with the two dogs and a cat that go on a <gasps> no way the original Homer Bound. It, but so it was, the, used to be called The Incredible Journey back in the day? In the 60s, they made The Incredible Journey, and then in the early 90s, they made Homeward Bound, which is one of the earliest movie memories I have. Oh, my God. Homeward Bound, dude. That dogs oh, rule rips my cats drool. Rips my heartstrings when he's, when he's in the When he's in the mud pit. <gasps> and then you don't know if he got out, and then like all the pets are running home, and they're looking in the horizon, and they're waiting for him, and he... <laughs> He was too old. He didn't. And then, oh, and then he, oh. I feel, like I feel like I've discussed ho, uh, Homeward Bound with you before because I felt like you talked about the same <laughs> scene. Same that same scene. It's the one that hits me right there. And then man. they get lost in San Francisco. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he's also the narrator for Charlotte's Web, the animated film. Oh, uh, no kidding. And he was the voice of the father on Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress, first presented at the 1964 World's Fair and now Walt Disney World. Yo, man, I go on that ride every time. And I checked, he's still the voice of the dad. <laughs> well, yeah, does that need an update, really? Is someone going to spend money on that? <laughs> now, back in the day, guys, Rex Allen was one of the top ten box office draws back in the day. He, his characters were depicted in comic books um, on screen. He personified the, and I love the way they described him, they say he personified the clean-cut, God-fearing American hero of the Wild West who wore a Stetson hat, loved his faithful horse Coco, and had a loyal buddy who shared in his adventures. I Just, see, and what was the racial makeup of the loyal buddy? <laughs> you know what? I didn't research that because I didn't want to know. And were they also Stop played by... Stop trying to ruin nice things, Steve! And were they also played by a white man? <laughs> yeah. He was... I will, get, I will put money on this table right now that the... Whoever the faithful buddy was, was not white, but was played by a white man. Oh, no. No, no. Uh, you know, that always sucks when that happens. And this is my faithful companion, uh, Ching Ho. It's, it's fucking Steve. Mickey Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, but something divisive. This is our Thanksgiving episode. This is about bringing people together by hearing a white man warning us to stay away from the Indians. <laughs> Sun, don't go near the Indians. They're mad because we stole their land. 
Well, so this song came out in 1962, which I don't. This song felt like a mid 50s song. I just, I, I like the 60s was like the same decade as like Woodstock. I don't know. I just, it, 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 it's a decade. It's ten. It's a span of ten years. Things can change in ten years. But this song came from his album uh, Rex Allen Sings and Tells Tales of the Golden West, and some other song titles featured on this album were Barefoot Country Boy, Tongue Tied Smith, and My Mother Was a Lady. My mother was a lady. I mean, if you've got to say that. I, that's what I was going to say. Like, okay. Hey, my mother was a lady. Uh, well, I mean. Yes. Well, I, do you think in today's progressive way, you could say, my mother was a man now? <laughs> like, Call her Caitlin. Uh, call her Caitlin. No, it would be, my mother, it, my mother was a lady. <laughs> my yes. mother was a lady. <laughs> Parentheses. Past tense. Uh, but this song was specifically one of his most successful singles. It reached the top five in Billboard magazine's Hot Country Singles on November 1962, which was 56 years ago to this day. <gasps> to this day? Yes, for, for pretty much this entire month, this was in the top five. Wait, what day? Whoa. What day? Yeah. The, today's did, you, did you just say the day? November. Okay, to the month, because they didn't refresh those charts as often as they okay. do now. Yeah. <laughs> but November 1962. This okay. must have been huge at Thanksgiving. <laughs> poppy, Poppy, put my favorite song on again. Whoa, <laughs> slow down there, Timmy. Let me just grab the old 8-track. But that's the- No, 8-track, that's from- No, your time period Dad, did you come from the future? <laughs> yes, I got you an 8-track from the future. You have very little conception of when things happened in this country. Okay, I'm sorry if all my anachronistic items don't perfectly match up, Steve. So was it vinyl? Yeah, it was vinyl. Okay. But so this song, Sun Don't Go Near the Indians, was... The reason I like this song is it tells a linear story. And there is a twist ending, listeners, that you will want to stay tuned for. Uh, but I like it. It almost makes it appropriate, right? It, it does. But I just like how there's no room for uh, ambiguity. There's no personal like interpretation you can take from this song. It is about exactly what it is. And so far, all we know is it's about staying away from the Indians. And do what you do what your papa tells you. And this is not a Thanksgiving song. We are making it one because it involves Native Americans. Well, we don't know. No, he said Indians. It was the top chart in November. Nick said. Yep. Exactly. Right when families were coming together. <laughs> I guess that faithful Thanksgiving of 1962. <laughs> yeah, for I, I know we have some listeners um, who were alive at that point. Do you, if you if any of you listeners. Uh, remember 1962 <laughs> listening to Sun Don't Go Near the Indians please let us know please. I would love to know what that experience was like <laughs> uh, but let's hear a little bit more of this Sun Don't Go Near the Indians please do what I say since I was just a little boy I'd like to roam the hills and to hear wild stories about the Indians was my biggest thrill now, I'm just trying to think back in the 60s. What kind of stories do you think they're telling them about the Indians? Like, because I remember learning all about, like, the Iroquois and the Algonquins and the Mohawks. And it was a brutal fucking time, dude. You went to school in New England, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. There was some... Yes, there was, there was some... Tawasantha Park right down the street from where I lived. <laughs> well, we, we certainly love using their place names at the very least. Oh, Absolutely. 
We just got here and we're like, oh shit, we're gonna have to come up with new names for everything. All right, new New Hartford, <laughs> New Jersey, <laughs> New, new England, New London, New England. Oh crap, we're out. We're out. We're out of English towns to put new in front of. What do those guys call it? Mississippi. All right, great. That's what it is. That's the state name now. Iowa. Got it. <laughs> Don't break it if it ain't. Don't fix it if it ain't broke. All right. Let's just uh, let's just let's just keep up. We ran out of we we ran out of old old New Amsterdam. Well, all right, we got another one. We ran out of them fast. But Mike, <laughs> whatever character Rex Allen is playing in this song, it, it, it's it's most likely him remembering his youth, or the character he's portraying could be from the 1800s for all we know. So it's yeah. not necessarily ah, in the 60s. This is true. This is true. And also when he says to hear tales about the Indians was my greatest thrill, there wasn't a lot to do back then. <laughs> he probably couldn't read. Yeah. He, he literally had to hear his stories. Storytelling about. was the way of teaching you yes. know, the people. Yes, and podcasting is the 21st century storytelling. Because <laughs> if that was the We're first, modern day Rex Allen. First of all, get your head out of your ass. Secondly... <laughs> This, um, it could have been the 60s, but in that case, he would have been reading like Zane Grey novels. Like the tales of the Indians would have been things. Damn this song for making me say Indians. <laughs> Native Americans. No, that's not even, you know what? I, I don't even consider Maybe that. Maybe he's in India, you guys. Yeah, well, that's what we thought anyway. Um, I don't even, I mean, it's, I'm never going to know the names of every tribe, but it should, an effort should be made to not even use Native I don't know. This might mean this might mean me getting too politically correct, but uh, which does happen from time to time. But I feel like you're not even Native Americans is way too broad, like because they're oh, just they're yeah. all different. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, so it's just it's just like it's it's almost as bad for us to be like, oh, I'm not even gonna bother to remember all your names, Native Americans. <laughs> You no, were cause native because they, they each this. had their own individual tribes. That's, yeah, yes. that was how they and recognizing them. Pe with that. Human beings are always going to separate themselves into tribal entities, Michael. And you know, Team the, Edward, Team Jacob. Yeah, the natives, the natives who Team lived Jacob, here before the white man came, <laughs> did the exact same thing. Even though they were genetically the same people, they sectioned themselves off into well, we live on this side of the river, and we live in the mountains, and we hate the people who live in the river, and we hate the people. Let's fight. Like it's the same we're, stuff. We're Protestants and we're Catholics. We yeah, both like we, God, but we hate each other. Yeah, we're all yeah, we're all just doing this shit to each other for mm, thousands of years. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. Now, now it's like football teams, man. There's no real fucking difference. But yeah, the, I mean, the, Jesus, the, people the, get really riled up when their teams lose. Uh, up until recently, the nice thing about society was that we had gotten to the point where we could sectionalize it into like. Ah oh, man, you guys are Carolina Panthers fans. Go fuck yourselves. I hate those guys, but they're still gonna like, you know, like go to church and school together. They're gonna like go to the grocery store and say they hi to each other. They compartmentalize it. Yeah, it's not like it's not. It's if we were to like take old attitudes and put them in the in the new world, it'd be like you're a Carolina Panthers fan. Get the slingshots. You know, like throw throw some knives. Get the guns. You know, it's not like that anymore. At least up until recently. <laughs> or. As Rex Allen put it, Sun, don't go near the Indians, please stay away. Everything you just espoused, he summarized thanks, in that one section. Thanks for thanks for really minimizing my sociopolitical commentary in such an erudite way. Uh, yes, Nick, thank you so, so much. That song Tasty Report is all about, folks. I'd shout and yell and holler like them. I wore moccasins on my feet. 
And I'd make believe I was under a teepee every time I went to sleep. This actually sounds like a white girl at Coachella. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, it does. Now, <laughs> so I got a question. Yes. I got a question, Nick. Yes. How many SJWs would get upset if I posted like an Instagram pic of, uh, I just made a teepee in my room? Because I wanted to like sleep in a teepee. Well, this one. <laughs> this one's sitting here. Come on. Teepees are cool. Yeah, but it's not even it's not even accurate. That's not what they used. What do you mean? Like it's not, uh, granted, I'm not an expert. You've never slept, because uh, like we, no, I'm as saying, kids we I, would build teepees I'm out in the woods. The teepee is one of those things that white people invented to like, they were like, oh, that's what they used all the time. No, some tribes use that particular building technique. For like it's the basically like the natives were Native Americans were uh, like all right let's give the white people something to like we're tired of getting shot at let's give the white people something to look at and be like oh that's really awesome so that they'll leave us the fuck alone like they they did they they were just they were just like you know like oh those uh, give give them some yeah this is what we live in teepees yeah this we all wear moccasins yeah go ahead you got us you got you us got meanwhile us. they're building like nice big log cabins instead yeah, <laughs> yeah there's there's long houses there's yeah, yeah there's lodges the long houses yeah that's true there's that's true. there's evidence in the um uh, in like the Kentucky Tennessee region of like this uh there's like the archaeological evidence of this massive native civilization in the middle of America that just straight up disappeared one time there's just giant like mound all that's left is these mounds but they used to be essentially massive cities in the middle of America that the that whatever tribe lived there built so here's my question why does it matter if i build a teepee <laughs> You're just perpetuating even if it's the bottom tier of uh architecture you know what i mean like who cares? If you if you think TPs are cool, that's all I'm saying. I think it's just crazy you could get upset if I built a TP and took a photo. I'm of just it. automatically going to get upset <laughs> at most things you yeah. do. Steve, I'm going to get some chocolate milk. You son of a bitch! Don't you know the racist history of chocolate milk? <laughs> it's blackface for milk. Yeah. And all that, I would put it past you to know some specific historical tidbit about the actual racist history of chocolate milk. I drink a lot of chocolate milk, so that'd be... Oh. It shows. <laughs> hey, come on. I'm, I'm trying to work it out a little bit. All right, so all we know about Rex's character um, is that when he was young, he really, really liked in hearing stories that never happened from the context of a white person who experienced it instead of the actual people they're talking about. You say social justice warrior like it's a bad thing. Hey. Steve, I'm going to call you the alarm clock from now on because you're making us all woke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. My hair was jet black and I was 21. Lots of pretty girls around. But the pale-faced maidens didn't thrill me none around my Cochise County hometown. Now, what's it called when you got a kink for the Native American chicks? You know what I mean? Okay, we are about to fall off a cliff. <laughs> no, I mean like. Just the Why? What are you talking about? Uh, is this a common? Is this a common theme in human history? All right, that has names that are incredibly inappropriate. Ways of describing them. No, like not. what? What else? <laughs> Give me a comparison. Oh, you pretend that you don't know certain terms when you're like... No, I do know what the term is. I want to see if you'll say it. 
The fact that you can't say it proves to me that you know it's wrong. Uh, it's not that. It's Wait, one specifically for Native American? No, just no, that, in general. Well, I don't know that one. I He's know wondering one. if there is one <laughs> because he knows of others. Oh, yes, I know of others, too. I've had those titles thrown at me. Yeah. Wait, someone said you had, like, something fever? Like, <laughs> so I know Steve. You know it's stop, wrong. Stop hungry I'll... look in your eye for me to say it. That was... No, my one of my one of my previous roommates I had, when I showed him a photo of me and my ex-girlfriend, like, the first photo that I, I showed him of us together, the first thing he said was, and he said it jokingly, but he still said, oh, so you're one of those white guys. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Next. So in a way, I can relate to Rex a little bit. You can, you can relate. You're like, oh, hey. I've literally thought to myself, "Listen, those pale-faced maidens will do nothing for me." None of. The, were you rubbing your tummy just now? No. What? I'm sweating. I'm sweating. He's like furiously. Santa laughing. Like, You're sweating furiously. Yeah, it's crazy. But uh, like your whole body's going. Argh! I will say this. I will say this. There is uh, sometimes Steve. Sometimes. Just uh, the way the hormonal chemistry works in some people's bodies, they just uh, are really turned on by... Wait, Mike, are you saying it's like a kind of fever? <laughs> they kind of get heated up, yeah. you know? <laughs> so you're, you're, so what you're saying is... Body temperature might go up a in little a, bit. In, <laughs> in, a, in a purely scientific manner, the way that, as Jurassic Park taught us, uh, there are species of frogs that will change their sex in single-sex environments, meaning if there's too many male frogs, one of them will spontaneously turn into a woman. You're saying that... That's what America's becoming! <laughs> if you, it turned the friggin' frogs gay! <laughs> if you... If, if you... Uh, a man are surrounded entirely by pale-faced maidens, and there is... Also, a separate category of woman, you will, you will a, a switch will go off in your brain that turns what you're attracted to into the opposite of what you're presented with. All I'm saying is that... I'm sorry, who you're attracted to, <laughs> not is, what you're attracted there, to. No, it can be a what. There is... Now I I love I love all different types of ladies in the world here. You're rubbing Steve. yourself again. <laughs> yeah, Please stop doing that. I'm just. Yo, Mike saying, has been furiously masturbating this entire episode. If you were surrounded by all pale-faced maidens, and then all of a sudden you see this Pocahontas bronze skin tone. Her name is Nova Lee, as Nova, we'll discover later. Just I don't know if it's be. It's. I think it's natural to be kind of attracted to something that's a little. Diversity is the spice diversity. of life. I am all about Steve. I am all about the the mixing pot of everything. I think it all just needs to get thrown in and mixed the fuck up. I agree with your. You know what I'm talking about. But though. I do. I do agree with that philosophy. There is there is a genetic predisposition to increasing the gene pool. And this is exactly what Rex was thinking. And that's what Horny Rex was thinking. At the end of the day, he just wanted to be by those Indians. Horny Rex. <laughs> <laughs> that's what his name should have been. Tarana Horny Rex. Tarano. Nice Always about the Jurassic Park. You thing. just, yes. you just, you just said, uh, "horny tyrant, terrible lizard." <laughs> That's the sequel to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. <laughs> Let's hear a little bit more what this King Horny Tyrant has to say. Son, don't go oh, yeah, it's a key change already. Indians, please stay away. Son, don't go near the Indians. Got the finger guns please going. do what I say. One day I went to the reservation and there by a shallow creek. Steve, he, had, he, was, he was at a restaurant. Okay, get your hand out of your palm. <laughs> <His reservation. laughs> 
What do you? Uh, hey guys, who's that Olive Garden? Guys, what do you? Uh, what do you call it when you make an? You make a. You have. You have. Re, you have uh, worries about the fact that you made an appointment to go see where Native Americans live. You have you a have reservation, reservation. 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 Yes. I stole that bit, by the way. <laughs> I like it, though. I I'm going like to say it. that out loud in case anyone's listening yeah. and knows where I stole it from. Totally stole it. I admit it, but I'm going to use it anyway. <laughs> okay, so Rex Allen, the horny lizard, is at the reservation. Was a beautiful Indian fetching water, and I just had to speak. She smiled at me, then quickly left, but the next day she returned. And it wasn't very long till I told her how the love in my heart burned. So, hold on a second. Now, uh, so are you, this sounds to me, did, uh, so did, did Horny Rex Allen set up like a little camping site outside oh, the Oh, he pitched a tent, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, he's hanging out by the water, just waiting for this. This Indian woman to come fill up the her water, fetch some water, which is like I feel like old timey catcalling because she <laughs> if this is the only place she can get water she can't avoid him. Is he just whittling her down? Well, he also just said he went to the reservation, so it's not like he's going there to get water. He's going there to find someone who's getting water. Yes. <laughs> Like that, that that's the euphemism we'll use. Yeah, now. Water, yeah getting some water, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, because he is thirsty. Always. <laughs> oh, Rex, you dog. <laughs> <laughs> Song should have been called Rexual Healing. <laughs> Steve. And look, he's such a clean-cut little cowboy with his boots and his little cowboy hat. But inside that is just a horny fuck machine. I hope you guys are waiting for me to say something because I, I, hey, I let's I, play I, some cowboy in Indian, huh? <laughs> oh no, <laughs> and Indian. No, but listen, I want you to be the cowboy. Actually, <laughs> well, Mike, I, I mentioned earlier that there is a plot twist in this song, oh, and I feel yeah. like we're, we're tiptoeing around it. But yeah. let's. Uh, Let's hear more. Son, don't go near the Indians. Please stay away. Son, don't go near the Indians. Please do what I say. And this is where the brilliance of Rex Allen's songwriting comes into play. Because everything... Brilliance. I don't don't throw that term around lightly. Everything about the verses... 20 minutes ago, you made a cup of coffee. You took a sip and said, oh, brilliant. I did not say that, but it is still a very good cup of coffee. So in all the verses of this song, everything Rex is saying, Tarana Horny Rex is saying, is indicating that uh, he wants to be with this Native American lady. But the chorus is saying, son, don't go near the Indians. So we have this juxtaposition at play of uh, ostensibly a father or mother warning their child to stay away from the Indians, and yet in the verses we see him being drawn to them. And I feel like this might come to a head at the end of the song. I told my daddy I'd found a girl who meant the world to me And tomorrow I'd ask the Indian chief for the hand of nobly Dad's trembling lips spoke softly as he told me of my life 
was then he said I could never take this maiden for my wife. All right, listeners, public service announcement. If you're standing, sit down. Because what Tyranno Horny Rex's dad is about to tell him is going to blow your goddamn mind. Because I was sitting here going, oh no, she's been dead the whole time. She's a ghost. What's the twist? All right, okay. M. Night Shyamalan. Yes, yeah, so he's telling his dad he wants to marry this girl. He's got a trembling lip. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And he's telling him he can't marry her. Now, why on earth could this happy union not happen? I'm dying to find out, Nick. <laughs> now, guys, I apologize because the next part is spoken word, and it's the last third of the song, essentially. I'm going to be stopping possibly frequently because every sentence is jaw-dropping. Son, the white man and Indian were fighting when you were born. And a brave called Yellow Sun scalped my little boy. Let's start with that. <laughs> Wait, what color did he say his hair was? Jet black. <laughs> Hmm. 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 I, I, I'm seeing some hmm. equations floating above Stephen's head. It's like, Dad, I didn't know I had a, b- a baby brother. I want to. I want to <laughs> yes. s- say this right now. Uh, I didn't. I think Nick played this song for me one time. I don't remember anything about it or what happens at the end. It, the uh, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I feel like I might have been hinting at it all episode without meaning to, but I don't know. Well, maybe once again, you're just picking up on the brilliant subtleties of yes. Rex Allen's songwriting. And Rex is just thinking, Dad, you know, that's in the, the past is in the past, yeah. Dad. We gotta I'm, I'm thinking forward. about the future. I think we we and the Indians can really get along. Why are you still telling me to stay away, Pops? I don't understand. Also, I feel like, <laughs> once again, this song was top five country billboard songs. More top five songs need to involve scalped children. <laughs> I really think that's what songwriting today is missing. That's, I mean, it's, it's, it's horrifying, really. Like, so, for this to be a top, it's a top five, and it's talking about a scalped kid. Once again, I just, I, <laughs> granted, I'm a product of my generation. I was born in the 90s, but I can't put myself in the mindset of someone who would listen to the song for their own enjoyment. Like, if this song came on the radio, and I'm like with my friends driving around town, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, turn it up. This is my favorite jam. Oh, he's getting the part with the scalped kid. <laughs> That, now, that was now, the beat drop uh, of the 60s. That was, <laughs> here comes the spoken word. Oh, my God. Okay. So let's hear more. So I stole you to get even for what he'd done. Okay. Well, what? Wait. So <laughs> I can't expand upon this. There's nothing left to expand upon. A Native American chief scalped my son, so to get back at him, I kidnapped you. Wait, isn't this the plot of Great Expectations? I don't think so. No, it isn't. It was a joke. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I'm like, but you know what did Dickens write about? This sounds Dickensian. Yeah. Isn't this the Prince and the Pauper? <laughs> so, now... It really sets really sets a lie to my like fifteen minute spiel about genetic evolutionary genetics dictates that we must seek out people who are the opposite of us. Yes, this is actually proving the contrary point. You, you got to give it to uh, Rex's metaphorical dad in this one, though, right? I don't think there's any metaphor <laughs> play here, Mike. <laughs> you know, but I mean, no, no, no. But um, 
so, imagine your vengeance is, oh my God, I have just watched you scalp my child in front of me. It's a bloody mess. This is awful. That's it. I'm taking your kid. I'm going to raise him up. Maybe take some photos, mail them out to you, show him how he's doing. But it's, he's, I'm his daddy, not you. I don't know what's worse, Nick. Because, yeah, I, I mean, if this was taking place, like, in the late 1800s, it was expensive to get photos taken. But just to spite this <laughs> Native American <laughs> chief. Sends, sends, sends letter-ins with the Pony Express every, every couple months. <laughs> Another letter for you, chief. Stop looking at them. It just bothers you. Oh, my son! <laughs> There's an audio spike. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Though you're a full-blooded Indian, son, I love you as much as my own little feller that's dead. <laughs> See, now, I initially thought that he scalped his son, which was still him, and instead he scalped a, uh, one of the chief's kids and put his scalp on his son's scalp. And that's oh. why he has jet black hair. My favorite Nick Cage movie. That's my theory. My favorite Nick Cage movie is Scalp Off. Yeah. <laughs> where they switch scalps and nothing else changes. Yeah. That's literally. The- <laughs> so, put yourself in the mind of young Horny Rex. All right. So he uh, went to his dad to say he's going to get married, and he has found out he's not his dad's son. He was raised out of revenge. Which I can't think of any You've been other revenge thing. raised, son. Revenge raised. Vengeance, <laughs> vengeance rearing is a perfectly cromulent form of child raising. I think Dr. Spock wrote about it. But his dad is not done yet. And son, Nova Lee is your sister. Oh! oh! Jerry! 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 Oh, my God. Could Steve, you? Uh... Steve, 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 Steve. Steve Wilkos. Yeah, he has his own show. Yes, but it's <laughs> like, your name's Dad, I met this beautiful woman. I meant to, I know you told me to stay away from the Indians, but I just I just had to go, and I saw this this girl, and she just I don't know so, such familiarity with her, you know, the smell, the look of her, and we had so much in common. <laughs> and <laughs> I just I've never met anyone like this before, Dad. I I think I'm in love. Okay, where to begin? <laughs> uh, you're not my son. Real huh? son dead. What? Nova Lee's your sister. What? <laughs> Okay, so it's not Dickensian, it's Greek. We already got the third base! <laughs> I tell you, this story would fit perfectly on today's Pornhub lineup. I don't know, they're really pushing like the step-siblings, although these would be real siblings. So, <laughs> Really? I feel like... You've done your, you've done your opposition research on this. <laughs> the world of porn must have such a high divorce rate based on the amount of step-siblings there are in the world. The world of porn. <laughs> Now that that part of Epcot, Rex got, Allen did a voice for the dad yeah. in the world of porn as well that, at Disneyland. That part of Epcot got closed down real quick. <laughs> what eighteen-year-old stepdaughter? You didn't do your homework. You must be punished. It's no, it's Greek. It's not Dickensian. It's Greek. It is. It, it is. Yes. Because there's there's that there's the notion in storytelling that there's only like ten stories that ever get told, and every story that gets told is just a slight revision of one of those ten. And I think all ten of them are contained either within the Iliad or the Odyssey. Yep. And that like Homer basically wrote the ten stories that ever get told ever, and it everything else is just a slightly different version of that. So I feel like the Greeks. Basically, they nailed storytelling, and the rest of us are just sort of picking up after them. Yep. Sun Don't Go Near the Indians is the Iliad of 60s Country. Yeah. Starring Oedipus Rex. 
Okay. Are you are you wondering why the rest of us didn't give you like more of a oh good one, Nick? Uh, like a golf see, clap I stopped that. wondering that in my life I, so long ago. <laughs> the goal is to be able to entertain yourself, yeah. and then you don't need to wait for the applause <laughs> because I got it, but didn't give you anything. He didn't get it at all. Oh wait, you are you have was you, it, is it because the Oedipus Rex and this guy's Rex Allen? Yes. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You are you are. I don't need your validation now. You, I'm funny all on my own. You have found the two people that you will never get any any joy out of because one of them will get it but never give you yes. anything for it, and the other will never. Yes, get if it. like seventy episodes of this podcast has taught me anything, is I will never get any joy from either of you. Yeah. No. <laughs> Nick just loves suffering every week. That's. <laughs> Uh, but we're, we're rounding the corner of this. So let's just hear that last little bit. And I love you as much as my own little feller that's dead. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Wait, that's... <laughs> Do you think he was kind of like, you know, Dad, it's been 21 years. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> you love us the same? Talk about making a sibling rivalry like, instantly. I love you just as much as my baby boy I didn't even get to know. Yeah, exactly. I don't think there's any great way to say I love you as much as my dead son. Still neck and neck. Or scalp and scalp. You haven't... Oh, oh, no. All right, I feel better now. Uh, You haven't pulled ahead yet. Oh, Oh, sorry, son. Too soon, too soon. We are awful people. (laughs) These are fictional people, Steve. It's okay. Nova Lee is your sister. And that's why I've always said, Son, don't go <laughs> near the end. No, no, you don't get to go back to that folksy singer-songwriter chorus after you just dropped all those truth bombs. I think Rex Allen's dad in this really dropped the ball. Really dropped the ball because what better vengeance <laughs> than stealing? Than sister wives? <laughs> no, stealing. Sister wives, that's the best is, form of vengeance. Is that is that what, what happens in sister wives? Is that when No, they, it's a, he's going to marry a sister. It's a sister wife. Yeah, but then the chief's going to be like, "Oh, what the fuck?" Then no, he's, he's not cuz the chief's going to recognize his own son. Yeah. Or will he? What if? That's where the sequel this comes in. <laughs> I don't think the chief would recognize his son. Do you think if he it's would? It's been 21 years. 21 he years. Like a kid. Only Yeah, but <laughs> How many other, how many other Native Americans live in that town that he fought twenty one years ago? I also don't know how, why you'd want to live in proximity with the tribe that murdered your son. I you know, move. you know, I'm pretty sure the crux of the argument between those two groups is: no, you move away. No, you move away. No, I want to stay here. No, I want to stay here. I'm pretty sure, Nick, that that is just the crux of the eternal argument between those two groups. You won't move. Fine, I'm going to raise your stolen son. <laughs> no, this is ours. No, this is ours. We live here now. We live here now. That's the whole American history in a nutshell. Yeah, basically. If you're at, so like for you to ask why would they live there what uh, what uh, what part of american history makes you think that they ever gave any thought to yeah it's our fault we'll go somewhere else I've always thought living your best life is the best revenge but apparently stealing the chief's son is <laughs> but yeah you, the chief's I'm pretty sure the chief's not an idiot and he's going to say oh man this seems so familiar yes this 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 guy 
who is definitely of our blood, who's living with a white man, who's the same age as my son that was stolen. I haven't seen my son in 21 years, now that I think about it. I'm just saying, it would be perfect vengeance if the copulation took place, and then he, you know, Rex is just like, (laughs) waving at the chief, you know? But you know what? And his (laughs) 11-toed grandson, that's the ultimate revenge. Remind me never to get on your bad side. (laughs) (laughs) Because your concepts of revenge are ill-suited, ill-fated, and horrifying for all involved. <laughs> hey, at the end of the day, listen, Rex wants to fuck his sister anyway. So, I mean, it's not like you're causing him any pe- much pain. It's really just in the... <laughs> it's a little mess. No, it's I know, the gene pool's taking <laughs> a real hit, though. <laughs> Please stay away. You do a round out of that. But, uh, yeah, that's a little taste of what popular music was like in 1962. Oh, man, bring uh, on Vietnam, because <laughs> that's the only way music gets good. Isn't that sad? <laughs> music, art, and cinema like tends to be the best when there's like tumultuous times. You know why, guys? You know why? Because uh, you need a little chaos. Just a little bit. Just a little spice. Just to uh, give reason to have meaning for things. Well, then you must love all characters involved in this song. Because <laughs> this is like chaos incarnate. <laughs> yeah. This is fucked. This, this, I might listen to this every Thanksgiving. You kidding me? Mike, no offense. <laughs> I feel like your family would unironically enjoy this oh, song. They, they, they. <laughs> it's fucked up, but I think they <laughs> Shout out to the Russell family. We yeah. love you all. <laughs> Including the one who called... What, what did they... What did they... <laughs> What was Steve referred to as? Listen. Listen, it was it was not a personal attack. It was just a throw out there because they wanted us to go out for drinks. That's all it was. Which, I mean, sometimes little bitch is an endearing term. Oh, little bitch. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Steve was called a little bitch by some member of Mike Russell's family. I welcome it. I take no offense. I welcome. Yes, yes. In their defense, Steve was being a little bitch. Yeah. Listen, we just, my family and you, it's just different cultures. That's all it exactly. is. Exactly. <laughs> it's like the pale face and the Indian. It's almost, it's almost as if they're upset at the way we record a weekly podcast wherein I dress down a member of their family constantly <laughs> for public consumption. It's like they take it wrong. I don't understand. I don't understand. It's weird. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but that is it for Sun Don't Go Near the Indians by... Uh, what, what was it? Horny Lizard... Tyranno Horny Rex translates to... Uh, I don't know. Always, only, always Horny Tyrant King. <laughs> yes, Always Horny Tyrant King. <laughs> Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. You can uh, listen to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google Play, Google Podcasts now as well. And you should also give some of the other podcasts on Dapper Devil Productions a listen as well. You can do Chris Tries to Review Wine uh, or The Thing That Happened This Week. And you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Brigadier. And uh, Mr. Mike Russell, I'm curious to see what you recommend the listeners send us. <laughs> I've been thinking real hard about this one, Nick, especially 
since two good ones were taken at the beginning. But anyway, but first of all, you can find my stuff at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR. Or on my Instagram at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.dot. And uh, yeah, like Nick said, you know, <laughs> send us your ideas for bad, bizarre, no other songs, what you think of the podcast, and also. Uh, any close calls you had with maybe accidentally hooking up with a family member you didn't realize? <laughs> oh, he found one. <laughs> and and or maybe Mike, I feel like that's more relevant to you than our listeners. Or maybe when you thought there could be a potential chance of some distant relations. I mean, who did? And you were worried that you might turn ancestry.com into ancestry.com. That's one of my stand-ups. Uh, <laughs> when you find, I, and does it go over just as well as that one did now? Yeah. Shut up! I thought Steve. it was great, Steve. Listen, wait. I just happened to I, my my last girlfriend. We had the same name, last name, the same last name. Her name, name was Mike Russell. <laughs> Her name was Mike Russell. We were a cute couple. No, um, <laughs> but uh, I, we had a lot in common. She was also Irish and Italian, and I was like, oh Jesus. <laughs> but you know what scientists say? Funny. What enough. do scientists say, Mike? Scientists say <laughs> when you go to third cousin and beyond, you just get the best of both worlds. What journal did you read that in? I Googled it. And it was... Oh, Google. Oh, okay. <laughs> Credited scientific journal. I just think saying the best of both worlds is the most hilarious way to talk about it. Like, <laughs> oh, you have a lot in common and no genetic differences. You've already met the family. <laughs> uh, Steve, where may we find you? <laughs> a- away from a Mike Russell family reunion, that's for sure. Um... Also at uh, Twitter and Instagram at your Mantrolo. I'm just imagining you at a Mike Russell family reunion. I don't know why I'm there. <laughs> oh my god! I hope Steve would make it out alive. <laughs> you had fun. You had fun. Just talking about the weather. Just <laughs> literally the only thing I can talk about. <laughs> cut to cut to a circle of Mike's relatives all pushing Steve around, telling him to stop being a little bitch. <laughs> stop it. I- I think you, you could you could hold your own. You're you're from. I feel. Like the, I'd be worried about everyone else holding uh, their own. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh we had a lot of laughs. Oh. We had a lot of fun. Uh, but that is it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I am Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell, and I'm on my way to sensitivity training. <laughs> and we will see you next week. Take care. <laughs>